0: Big Left podcast talking LRF and more. Hello and welcome to the Big Left podcast. I'm Ben Bassett and I'm here with Joe Mole. Hello. And Rich Salter. Hello. Hello, guys. We're sitting in the car again. We recording. Are. Our recording studio is where it's gone downhill again. It's yeah. On the road. Gone back
1: yeah. to the bargain basement. Indeed. But
0: it's good to be with you guys and we've um, had a frankly terrible day's fishing. Yeah. It's
1: one of the worst ever, I'd say. Yeah.
0: it's. Well, there's snow on the ground outside. It's um it's been pretty bleak. It's been rained. Yeah, rained, wind, cold, just yeah. horrible. Um, and that's probably a good little lead in really to what we're gonna talk about today, which is um sort of March fishing, or sort of this sort of time of year where it's just really, really tough. Yeah. And um but also there's been a lot of successes as well, particularly through the winter league and things like that. And we'll talk about that and it won't all we'll be doom and gloom. So Absolutely not. We're gonna crack in into this. Um so firstly just really wanted to sort of talk about some of our sessions recently and how tough they've been, why we think they've been tough and things yeah. like that. So I mean I've had a couple of um, I've literally had a couple of blanks, which I haven't blanked in ages and ages, but No Yes yeah, been bad recently. Today was obviously particularly bad. Yeah, Not a single was,
1: bite. It was as hard a blank as
0: I can remember actually. It yeah. was, Not even yeah. a hint of a fish. Well yeah. Joe had one hint and that was a bullhead, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I had a bullhead, grabbed my lure, spin it out. Yeah. Done.
0: No more. No more. Only bite of the day. Um, so that's pretty tough going. But, you know, that's, those things happen. It's, yeah. yeah. We have to accept them. I had one the other day. I was fishing loo. It was on super neap tide, so there was barely any movement. I thought it was going to be perfect. There was nothing at all. Um, again, I don't even think I had a rattle that day. So that's pretty bleak. Mm. Um, but have you guys had any... I mean, Joe, you've been doing pretty well on the, um, on the pike.
2: Yeah, yeah. Doing right with those. Kind of found a little spot that's, that's holding them. So, yeah. um... Yeah, they've all been around ninety centimetre mark.
0: Yeah. Coming up to that And this is, is on what kind of gear you're using?
2: So, um that's been on my triple cross. Yeah. So it's so a ten gram rated rod. Ten gram rated rod. Just had a wire trace on it. Yeah. And uh yeah, little paddle tails.
0: Yeah. Are you using six pound line for that or are you using a little bit heavier? Uh
2: this yeah, six pound on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so play. That's decent. Fair yeah for play. play.
0: You getting good fights out of those? It must be. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, they are good fights, really but good. In a good spot to be able to land them nicely and stuff like that as
0: well. Yeah, we, we were talking on the way up, actually. It's probably worth saying to so some records, because you were talking about the size of the lure and what was changing for you. You were getting bites on one and not on the other.
2: Yeah, so when I started out, I was throwing a uh, a four-inch Kitek Easy Shiner. Easy, oh, easy, yeah, easy Shiner, yeah. In the zombie colour. Oh, nice. So that red and white. Mm. And notice these big pike were coming up and following it and sticking right to the tail of it up until the point where it was almost out of the water and then they would just turn away and slink off. Yeah. And then I switched down and went to a 3.5-inch. So it was only half an inch difference. Easy shiner again? Easy shiner. Okay. And straight on it, yeah, without hesitation. It's funny, isn't uh, it? Yeah.
0: But you often hear, I mean, highly pressured venues, sometimes going smaller, is a way to get bigger fish. Yeah, of, definitely. Yeah, because a lot of the guys who are going there pike fishing a lot will probably throw really big shads or various other big lures. Um,
1: they definitely get wise to it over time,
0: don't they? You do. I mean, I think particularly in the venues you know, you're talking about, whether it's like the the Ex or the um, the Canal and various places like that. Yeah. You've got um, lots of anglers there. Pike fishing is very famous, and I've had so many follows there. So yeah. many follows. And you, and some of the biggest fish I've heard of being caught from there have been on tiny perch. loads yeah. 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 It's funny how it goes. So I think maybe, maybe the pike just feel. Actually. Yeah. Maybe the pike just feel more comfortable. Yeah. Doing that. So, um, yeah, well done. It's been good you've had some yeah. good success really. And that's not that long ago, is it? Yeah,
2: no, that was last week, week and a bit ago, something yeah. like that.
1: So. Good going. What about you, Rich? Uh it has been slow fishing lately. Um most recent session was at Holden Pier on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think through the day I had two fish. <laughs> two fish. Two right. fish. Two caught <court laughs> quingrass. Yeah. Um even between the rocks where it's usually quite reliable, very slow. No pout. No pout. That's amazing. Um, I had had one in darkness, but yeah. yeah, and then I think I had five five fish in the sort of half hour, hour after dark. So, so I mean, I could have just cut out the daytime stuff and done something a little, you know, stayed in the warm really, and yeah, just fished in darkness. As it so often is this time of year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I keep I, I keep thinking of so every time I um every time I fish this time of year, I always think oh, I should get out in a day. But every time I do, I think actually I should have just stayed tonight. Yeah. You know, yeah, most yeah. of my fishing is at night this time yeah. of year. Yeah, so and actually. Yeah, I, I had a similar thing the other day where I was, I was struggling. I um, I went out to a spot going for ras. Um, me and Richard fished it before, and it's similar to what last year there was a massive shoal of um, of sea trout, there. Um, and what I thought were just sea trout, and I just couldn't. I, well, first I couldn't get by from the ras, so I thought it's easier to switch over to the fish that are jumping in front of you. Yeah, yeah. So I was casting out metals, and um. Yeah, cast out, and I, well, hooked into a... Um, on the, I was using a Magecraft Jet, which is quite a big metal. I was using it on my um, the new do 24-rated. Oh, um, yeah. 24 grams. Um, with 20-pound line, just... I was set up for rats, really, but yeah. I was casting metals. Still could fling a metal so far on that rod. and um, Versatile tool. Yeah, and first time I cut out my cast, hit a mullet, and it was just, well... I didn't know it was a hit mullet at first... I thought it was a huge sea trout I bet all sorts of things went
1: through your head. Oh, man, it,
0: was, it was really going. I was thinking, this is just incredible. I'm gonna like have one of the best fish in my entire life. You know? Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of coming in. I think oh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like it's genuinely hooked in the mouth. And then turns out it's hooked in the back. It was like, yeah, oh, it's a giant mullet hooked in the back. And it just it took me about ten minutes to get it in. Rod <laughs> I bent double. I thought you know, I better get this in. I mean, to be honest, though, half the time I'm thinking, especially with a foul hook fish, I thought if the hook pulls, it's not the end of the world because yeah, it's yeah. not legitimately caught anyway. Anyway, I got it in, I thought, rest it in a rock pool. I thought I better weigh it because like, it's literally like a torpedo. <laughs> I've never seen a mullet that big out of the water. And, um, yeah, weighed it, it was seven pound one ounces. That's a big old mullet, that. Yeah, huge, yeah. And obviously, yeah. if I'd have caught that legitimately, I would have been over the moon.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hooked in the mouth, that would have gone like stink yeah it? would have yeah so, I mean, we went, like, stink it like. in the back yeah, yeah it's
0: ridiculous um and I did it two more times and literally ended up fell hooking again so I just had to stop like because yeah. I couldn't obviously keep catching on one like, I don't I take no joy in foul hooking fish at all and it's just no. it makes feel very unpleasant to be honest um so I just had to stop but, but um I did hook one sea trout one sea trout through the hook very quickly but they just seem to be very good at that for me. I have not got the technique down at all for them.
1: As per last year, yeah. the same thing happened, didn't they? Yeah, it was
0: a small one this time. It didn't really like hit as hard, but it leapt out of the water and just threw the hook. And mm-hmm. just, um, I'm sure there'll be people listening to this who have targeted them successfully. And yeah, feel free to message me and tell me how to do it, <laughs> I don't have a bloody clue. They're um, yeah, definitely one fish I'd love to catch um, yeah. when we're out and about. And we have seen a few more, but the point of that was I didn't really catch anything legitimately during the day. But at night, when I fish with my brother, I at least found a couple of pollock and some smelt. Yeah, just to sort of tie things over a little
1: bit. Yeah, I mean it's still slow, isn't it? This time of year, but that, you tend to get like sort of a, at least a, a few, a few fish in a shortish amount of time, rather than grafting away for hours and hours. Exactly. Like one or two, isn't it? So exactly that. So yeah, it's been it's been tricky,
0: but there we go. That's March March fishing for you. Yeah. Um I think there was a particularly special fish
1: caught though when you were at Torquay. There was, and it made it worth being there really. Um, yeah, as I was fishing in the rocks, I uh, saw a couple of big left bobble hats appear over the wall. <laughs> uh, I didn't reckon I, didn't, I couldn't work out who it was to start with, but it was um, Kev Farnell and Al Mundy or Plymouth Dangler. Yeah, um, and Johnny Lurfer was followed shortly be- afterwards. Good, he missed a tadpole Motley fish crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all had big loaf hats on so that was lovely Great to see. but um, yeah I was, Kev was sort of setting up on the wall whilst I was in the rocks and I think almost as soon as he dropped down the wall uh, there was a co- heard him call out oh it was a tadpole fish <laughs> amazing <laughs> me and I sort of clambered over the rocks as quick as we could to see it um, but yeah it was an amazing sight yeah so,
0: so you well, knew exactly what it was as soon as yeah he out. called it straight away yeah yeah I mean, they are a bizarre looking fish yeah and yeah. so rare. They are, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, because it only literally the day before, I think, um, we'd had one entered into the Big Love Winter League. Yeah, yeah, the first th- ever in the Winter League, yeah. wasn't it? So, as Andrew Sayright, who's um, up in Scotland, and he's been doing really well at that. He think. has, yeah. Um, yeah, I might actually just have to message him at some point and fish with him at some point, So I think he's definitely um, got some good fishing on his doorstep. A little but, Scottish trip. Yeah, be up for that. But, um, yeah, it's a really... Um, Amazing to see a tadpole fish come out once in a week, let alone twice, and mm. also at the opposite ends of the country. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: the location made it all the more special, didn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, I know a few are caught north Devon, like yeah. sort of Ilfracombe, but you don't hear of them sort of down that. No, heck I've, of I've, a I've heard of a
0: few being caught on bait in Plymouth, um, only in depths of winter, only in specific spots. Yeah. You hear of maybe a few in, in Torbay, but not, yeah, not, not many, many at all. No. Not on really, LRF. Really, really cool. It's yeah, especially right. LRF. No, nobody catches them LRF. That's, no. like, that's really unusual. It just shows, though, because of the Winter League, you've got more rods in the water, so there's more chance of these things happening. That's it, yeah. You know, we are seeing some really unusual catches. Um, I mean, we're going to try and sort of break it down in, you know, in an article and go through all the different species and stuff that we've had, but it's really amazing to see. It is, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. And then we'll, we'll talk about the Winter League in a bit, in a bit about that, but that's... Um, yeah, tadpole fish two coming out in a week is amazing to see, and well done, guys. Yeah, so, yeah. We're in and special Kev, catches. Yeah, congratulations for both of those because they are. Yeah, if I caught one of those, I'd be talking about that for years. Yeah, too right. <laughs> so yeah, no, good on them. Um, and so obviously we know that this time of year is um, is particularly difficult, and it's we've talked about that, and this can be really good catches, yeah. but it well, I thought it was quite a good opportunity actually to talk about the age-old debate in LRF. Um, it's not without its debates, a very friendly scene, but it does have its um back and forth and things, yeah. particularly about unscented and scented lures yeah and I mean we have this sort of um this sort of sliding scale I guess of like coolness of what you know and also legitimate catches and things like that. What, yeah. what what makes a a fish cool about whether they've had it on unscented metals or like ice and gulp and the rest um. and I think it was just important for us to talk about how if in these sort of times of um, year there is nothing wrong with I mean, any time of year obviously, no, of course but not. of using scented lures um, whether that's the fake baits like you know gulp item etc yeah and um, but I wanted to sort of talk about your experiences both of you really with that do you is that something you think about at all is that something that you really care about
1: uh, yeah it's hard not to isn't it when yeah. obviously when we're all pa- so passionate about LRF and yeah there's definitely a sort of underlying uh debate or you know there's a there's a some people think it, it doesn't have a place in LRF yeah um, when you talk about Gulp and that in there yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah there's, I guess there's an inherent um particularly maybe with some of the old the old heads the stalwarts of the yeah. um, the scene people who were there in the very beginning that, or even like the ones who are super keen on the Japanese style yeah um specifically whether it's Ajin and things like that um, yeah a bit of snobbery there, yeah, and I think that's natural obviously when you get particularly in a scene for so long as well, yeah.
1: Um, I think a thing to be said though is it's been knocking around on the scene since it, it all kicked off, really. You yeah, know? when I was sort of researching LRF and sort of checking out the old forums like the Lure forum where you know they were chatting about it, sort of. No, 2009, 2010. Yeah. There was always a mention that you need to have a bit of gulp or I saw me in the bag because fishing can be slow. You know, yeah. and you'd be up, you'd be in for a frustrating session if you didn't. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, you don't want to sort of um, talk yourself out of fish, really, don't you?
1: No, by trying to
0: fish a specific way. You know, I mean, I think we can. The big thing I want to sort of talk about, really, is for me, we can save our snobbery for bait. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. That's the. Yeah. That's our. That's where yeah. our snobbery lies. That's, that's <laughs> the. That's
0: the line for me. I mean, the rest is obviously. You know, we've all got things that we all love seeing like a i don't know whether that's like um uh daniel mcmahon catching his anglerfish on a metal
1: yeah or stuff like that yeah, that's yeah. just
0: like it's like it's a cool catch anyway but it's made all the better for having that yeah
1: and yeah. that's
0: the sort of thing where you can appreciate it but that doesn't matter because if you caught that on a bit of gulp we'd still be losing our minds over it yeah exactly yeah and yeah. so it's it's that sort of thing where we just got to kind of for us i think what's so good about the big Love group and what we've been been lucky to be part of really obviously with everybody getting um, involved is we've had such a great vibe on that yeah and ev- yeah and everybody has been so positive yeah um, that's right and there isn't really a huge amount of
1: like negativity on there at all no it, it, it's not it's not welcome on the group is it and no. you know it wouldn't it wouldn't Gain much traction if there was, would it? Exactly. Um, that's what
0: makes it, I think, so
1: popular. Yeah. yeah
2: everyone's just really keen, aren't they? They just want to talk about their fish each other. And yeah. Yeah. Everyone celebrates each other with every catch, don't they?
1: Yeah. Exactly. And how many people have got into LRF because of success with Isomi and Gulp? You know, just to get their foot on that ladder, whether they want to carry on using it or not. You know, it's it's yeah responsible for you know growing this community that we've got now, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly that, and that's what we've just got to sort of focus on really is um and that's why I like celebrating and I think we've it sort of leads us on to um really with the big Love magazine yeah. and what we're creating there as well and like celebrating everyone's catches we've had so much input from there as well yeah and I think that that positivity from the magazine is only going to carry on yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. um and we'll we'll talk about that in a bit more um one just before we move off this subject um I sort of wanted to talk about um rich you've had a bit of sort of ongoing mission to catch as many species on and scented uh and I yeah. of, for while we're, while we're talking about that i think it's worth talking about what you enjoy about it and what's yeah around.
1: well i mean part of the thing that's always sort of drawn me into lrf is the variety of lures yeah. you know that there all out right there and um particularly i've always liked jig heads and soft plastics really it's just yeah. been something about them so many as well yeah but um I, you know, I I off, I all, nearly always start my session with a, a bit of ISO or yeah. gulp. And then you can establish what's about, what's feeding, how hard the fish are feeding. Yeah. And then you then I you know switch things around to a, a little you know soft plastic paddle tail or or other bit of soft plastic. Yeah. And try and catch on that just because it's you know it's it's a nice little mission to give yourself isn't it? Try and catch it on something else, something different.
0: Yeah, and I did the same sort of thing with metals. I tried to catch as many species on metals as I could in the year. Yeah, years. yeah, I remember that. And yeah. I think. See, for us, I think LRF is like it's all about setting yourself little targets for the year, what you want to do, whether yeah. that's you know, whether that's just catching 20 species or 50 species or whatever you're trying to do, yeah. Um, and whether that's on a certain amount of on certain kind of lure, whether you want to catch more metals, um, unscented paddle tails, stuff like that. Um, it's all these sort of things you try and do. I mean, I know Joe, you're a huge fan of just like crazy different lures. I mean, yeah, your, your tackle box is just. Absolutely yeah, full.
2: Just the weird and the wonderful, and yeah, again, yeah, like Rich said, you've just got all these options of all these weird lures out there, yeah. And it's kind of cool when you can catch something yeah. on a lure that is, yeah, really strange, and you think that won't work, yeah. And you get it out there, and it's, yeah, does the job. Yeah, it's so. got its
0: own way of working, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and it kind of keeps you keeps that bit of interest where everything needs its own technique, and yeah. Little bit of differences and that and it kind of keeps you on your toes of how you work that lure. Exactly, okay. yeah. Because some think.
0: some will be more suitable for a different venue and others. And I mean, I've been fishing with a um some of the IMA um, little tiny crankbaits and things like that, and they're very shallow running. I mean, yeah. they're they're beautiful. The way they work is incredible. The action is so good, and they suspend. The one the one I'm using is to suspend, and it hangs in the water perfectly. Yeah. And that is a glorious lure, but it's only really usable in very shallow water. Or Like within like a meter or two meters, if you try and fish in deeper water, particularly in winter,
1: you're just no chance, there's
0: no point because there's no fish around. So yeah, it's
1: like, no, that's a good point. That you know, catching fish in different ways is really enjoyable. So, once you've filled your boots, you're catching them on ISO, I mean yeah. if you can, you know, fish a paddle tail through the water or get catch something on the drop on a little pin tail, you know, it's just, just finding new ways of catching fish, isn't it? Definitely adds a little bit of interest if, if it just
2: gives you that confidence, doesn't it? It does, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Work out your surroundings. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And it's even, um, I mean, still talking about this sort of mixing it up. I mean, because you never know if mixing up is going to get you a different species. That's all, fish, yeah. That's it, A different presentation. Exactly. Different. You know, different kind of thing, whether it's a larger profile, smaller profile. Even with, like, if you, even with using either a whole ice and worm or a little section. Yeah. You know, whether you're fishing that on a jig head, whether you're fishing that drop shot, whether you're
1: fishing that... Yeah, you know, split shot rig. So many variables. Yeah, so
0: many variables. And why why is it working for that particular moment? Why isn't it working? Maybe doing something else. You know, do they want a bit more movement? Do they want less movement? Yeah. You know, is the water temperature really low? So maybe you need to slow things down. It's like this constant thing that should be going through your head when.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: the really successful anglers.
1: I always think in that way I think you do more of that on a slow session as well like you you take half an inch off a a bit of isomy or you you change a colour or you yeah or you'll you'll put more weight on or less weight on yeah Yeah. you fish it differently uh, there's just so much that's why we never get bored of this exactly
0: that that, yeah and I think that's um, hopefully that comes through with it but uh, I sort of the main thing we wanted to say really is just like just particularly if you're just starting I mean at the moment it's really hard so just if you just want to fish with the scented stuff You know, all year, whatever you do, you do you. You know, just mix it up when you can. Do your own little. Do
1: what you enjoy. Exactly. And catch fish, and just don't use bait. Don't use bait. (laughs) Don't do that. And (laughs) And if
2: you do, don't call it LRF. Exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, So yeah, that pretty much sums up. And um, I think in the next part we'll talk about the Big Love magazine and the Winter League. The Big Love podcast, talking LRF and more. Welcome back. And we just wanted to talk about the, um, the Big Love magazine in a bit more detail, really, because that's been really exciting and brand new. Very ones, exciting, really. yeah. yeah. So the links have just gone up. And
2: uh, Joe, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we've um, we've posted it to our Facebook page and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, kindly, we've um, been given hook points uh, space, really, haven't yeah. we, in the fact that we're on the reverse Yes, we're are the magazine, me. So
0: you get the hook point magazine and you also get the on the back, you flip it over, you've got the Big Lear magazine.
1: It's pretty so, cool, isn't it? Really cool.
0: Uh, so that's where people get that without, whether they want it or not, which I kind of love.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. People are going to find out about LRF. Yeah, either way. Like they, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's all going to be tips, techniques, yeah. just like we were saying, celebrating people's successes yeah. within the sport. Like, no matter what whether it be shannies up to uh, angler fish yeah. things like that, it's all it's all your story of how you got to catch and land that fish and yeah. everything. So I think it's going to be really exciting to see it in print and yeah. yeah.
0: And we've um yeah I'm looking forward to seeing I'm on ones in. Obviously I've I've written a couple of bits. Um, did also about our winter sort of trips. A bit of a summary of that. I mean me and Rich we've we sort of co-written a sort of guide basic guide to LRF.
1: Yeah, we're gonna, that's going to be an ongoing thing, isn't it? Yep.
0: and then, Joe, you've, you've gone in on, on your Chebs, your beloved.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, beloved
2: little metal marbles. Yeah,
0: <laughs> your Chebb feature, and obviously you did Lure of the Month as well. Yeah. Um, and then we've obviously got other features. We've got David Westbeal who's done a brilliant one on grayling. Um, we've got Kev Benson's doing one about his short by scorpion, and other bits as well. And we've also got a few, um, obviously, of the reader's catches as well. In there from the Big Left Group. Yeah,
2: a few of the juniors have got involved, which is really cool to see. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we're we're going to see that over the coming months as we. This is going to be a monthly magazine, so you're going to see this um, on, with Hookpoint every time it gets released. That's going to go is going to go online for free, um, but you can also buy the print copy. Um, we really appreciate it if you can buy the print copy because obviously it sort of goes to support us when you use the affiliated link through our social media. Um, very important for that reason that you go through that link if you want to give us. Um, your money, which is very kind of you. <laughs> yeah, it uh, just helps us. It helps us massively. To, yeah, hugely. More, doesn't it? Exactly. Just pays us back for the time putting it together, really. But we want to, you know, take this opportunity to thank Grant Jones because without him, this wouldn't be possible.
1: No, he's been so supportive, hasn't he? Yeah, he's
0: the editor for Hup Point if you don't already know. Um, and he's, with that said, we've, he's just given us this, this platform, this opportunity that we just. It would have been a lot of money for us to set this up. Yeah, you know, and would have been very
1: difficult. I think I said it in, in the, the, the intro of the magazine. Uh, it's basically turned what we just threw an idea up there, didn't we? And he's yeah. turned it into a reality in a really short space of time, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, we went from talking about it within, and within like a month and a half, it's been made a reality. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it was when we was on our way to Hartlepool, wasn't it? We yeah. kind of were discussing it, and.
0: and um, it says we just, it's been really, really amazing. I mean, the, the big left ride so far, what you've been on in the last three years or so it's been. Yeah. It's just been amazing and it feels like the magazine is just like taking it to another level. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, and who doesn't like seeing their pictures in print and there's so many of, of everybody in the Big Life group, so many of their photos are going to be in there.
1: Yeah. I um, think that's what we wanted to be a, a, a group sort of effort really, isn't it? And yeah, it's all about the community. Yeah. That yeah, built, it's so. really
2: special, isn't it? Like with the hook points like where yourself, Ben and Rich, you've written bits for it Yeah, and I've bought them and it's had, like, where we've all been out together and it's had, like, the photos of me holding fish or, like, with the squid and things like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just It is a bit
1: special having it in print, isn't it? In yeah. your hand sort of thing. It's one of those yeah, things definitely.
2: you kind of, you show off, don't you? you, you uh, do. Family members and things like that. It's yeah. one of those cool things to show what you've been doing.
1: Exactly,
0: exactly. And so we're to try and get as many. So if you want to be featured in that, so literally even if you just want one of your photos in it and you think it's a cool photo, email it to thebiglurf at gmail.com. That's thebiglurf at gmail.com. Um... We'll just, yeah, we'll take a look at it, hopefully get it in there.
1: It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, the more the merrier, really, isn't it? Definitely. We'll get you in there at some point. Definitely. And I think,
0: um, well, speaking of sort of like supporting us and all that, I mean, the hoodies have been a big success as well. Jody, do you want mention those?
2: Yeah, so well.
0: You're wearing one right now, so you can wearing see it them right the now, podcast, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, we've got a few left over, haven't we? we have so it. we've um, uploaded them to the the Big Love Kofi, which yeah. again you can find through our Facebook page. You can find it through Ben Bassett's blog yeah. as well. Um, yeah, not sure what the sizes are as of right now. Even though we've just uploaded them, the more the larger sizes. Yeah, it was last. more like XLs, double yeah. XLs upwards and stuff. Yeah, and quite in, a lot of larges.
1: I think. In, yeah, larges and yeah. grey. I think as well. Yeah, yeah
2: greys and blacks. So. Um, Obviously, we'll have the link posted later today as well. So have a little look on there, because yeah, personally saying enough in there. Yeah, they're definitely. very cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. They,
0: they've done really well. They've, loads of people were interested in them. I think it, yeah, we we're really happy with that. And seeing, yeah, seeing people wearing them is the best. Yeah, it is. We love seeing catches. So again, more catches with you wearing those. That's brilliant. Love I that. To that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you, everyone who's uh, yeah got a hat, got a hoodie. Yeah, everything like that.
1: It's yeah, we sque- we squeezed really you cold. hard over the last couple of months, so we, we do appreciate it, don't we?
0: Yeah, definitely. And if it wasn't particularly for the it being colder months, we probably would have spaced out a little bit more. But yeah, um, between the t-shirts, hats, and hoodies, we've um, yeah, a lot of people have actually supported us hugely. Yeah, probably have the full set. Yeah. So yeah, we really appreciate that. Um, it's tipping down rain now, and so if you can hear that on the recording, that's what's going on. hopefully yeah. You don't mind the ambient that's noise. That sum- sums up.
1: March. Partially the conditions we suffer today, doesn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sums up March fishing, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But well,
0: yeah. as, as Joe said before, people pay for this and listen to the um, raindrops. Yeah, so we, hopefully you're enjoying <laughs> it. It's not making you want to go to the toilet. We will give
2: you a few seconds silence and you can just loop it and <laughs> <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> um,
0: but speaking of nicer weather, hopefully, um, would be the um, fundraiser. Yes. So we've got the fundraiser coming up in July, which we've talked about a few times last year was one of the hottest days of the year oh it was a proper scorcher wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it probably was well, I doubt it'll be like that again but who knows um, it be a lot nicer than what it is currently yeah but um, yeah I mean that's that's coming up the tickets are on sale um, via our Kofi so if you can just get on there and have a look at that it's all for charity for tackling minds um, and so not a penny we don't get a penny of that it all goes to tackling minds great course. and you get a free t-shirt as well for entering um, free not guilty press so that's exactly the same quality T-shirts as we've been selling. So the same yeah, day. they are
1: really good quality as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're really
0: good. And, and
2: uh, how many tickets have we sold, roughly? Well, I think 22
0: now. 22, yeah. So we've got, well, 22 entrants. We've got five juniors, I think. Yeah, five juniors. Yeah, so the juniors go free this year. Um, it's optional whether they want to donate or not. We didn't want to sort of try and really encourage the juniors. And yeah. I think, like we said before, this would be a really good opportunity to you get yourself a ticket if you're an adult and then... Um, bring a junior along?
1: Yeah, definitely. And definitely. Fish with them.
0: It's just a really nice opportunity to fish with.
1: and We've got a good bunch of juniors that are going to be there, aren't we? Then yeah. they'll. they'll um,
0: I'm interested to see the competition between them this year. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them have been talking over social media, but may have, may even have the opportunity. Like Roscoe from the Isles of Silly and stuff. Like, being able to fish with each other is going to be a different thing it entirely. Is, yeah. It's but they really they all help say. each other
1: out as well, though, don't they? Yeah. Which is lovely to see.
0: Yeah, so it'd be really interesting to see how they get on. Mm, but, um, yeah, I mean we're really looking forward to that. It's obviously it's one of the highlights of our year, um, and yeah, just if you could, you know, get down it's in Plymouth, um, same place, exactly, the same pretty much as it was last year. Um, but yeah, we're just great to get you down and um, have a great day's fishing, really. Yeah, in good company. Yeah, it was yeah. a good
1: day last year, wasn't it?
0: Good, and um, yeah, so really for that, we'll just we'll finish up in a minute. But um, so, what for you guys? What's, what are you looking forward to? The sea's obviously nicer weather, I guess.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, right now, nice weather. Yeah.
1: Yeah, looking forward to some warmer weather. Uh, I think we can expect the saltwater fishing to be slow for the next month or two, can't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'll probably do a bit of freshwater, actually. Yeah. Um, get on the trout when that season opens.
0: Yeah, I, I want
1: to get on the trout a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: get some nice ones. I mean, it's not something I do a huge amount every year, but I do enjoy them. Yeah,
1: yeah. have yeah, got, got some decent little streams and rivers around here and... Avon Dam is a, is a nice one for wild yeah. brownies so probably do a bit, a bit of that but it's always hard to resist that pull to the ocean so I'm sure there will be yeah I, I
0: find that really hard too obviously especially living in Plymouth obviously yeah. I'm so close to it so it's just there staring me in the face most of the time yeah But I mean do you have any targets
2: this year I mean Joe do you have anything I mean, they, yeah what I'm looking forward to is into season of course so, yeah, <laughs> yeah just hope we get a good run of them come through again um yeah and just yeah again experimenting just weird lures getting yes. out there and seeing what will take them so yeah, yeah that's, that's it with me they're just good fun yeah. fish
0: so anything you missed out on last year that you really want to catch this year Eve of
1: you uh, do you know what the shore fish has been one that's really bothered me for yeah. a few years now I'd really like to, to crack that this year um,
0: yeah I mean well We'll talk about that, What's, what, just so people don't know what a shore cling fish is.
1: So there's a little rock pool, d- well, I say it, it can be caught from harbours and things, but generally yeah. a rock pool dwelling fish lives on the underside of rocks, doesn't it? Yeah. Suckers itself onto... onto. Yeah, otherwise known as the Cornish sucker. Cornish sucker, sucker yeah. yeah. Um, I know you've caught a few, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I've caught a few. I, I haven't caught a few. I'll tell you what, it's because I don't enjoy fishing for them. Like when they, I love catching them, I think they're amazing looking fish, and they're one of the coolest things we, we have, but like... The actual act of fishing for them is takes such patience and it's like quite
1: a um, unique method. You yeah. use to fish them, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you just well, you're just trying, to literally going in the rocks in the rock pools, and some just turning over a few rocks, trying to find so them.
1: Actually, finding them first and then coming back to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite
0: often, I'll just go literally turn a rock, rock, see if they're they're under there, put them back, and then just try and go leave them for a good five ten minutes, and then come back. Yeah. Um, in warmer, I think in, when it's warmer, it works better. When it's colder, it can they just. F- switch really off. Very bleak fishing. Okay, yeah, again. it's hard. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, me and my brother Ollie, who has been again doing really well in the Big love like, Winter League. He wants to go and um, he hasn't. He had a connemara clingfish, um, which is a bigger version, bigger species. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Of
1: um, clingfish, a um,
0: little bit more often found in deeper water.
1: Yeah, t- than ones, than ones that probably turn them. up sort of off harbours more often, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he um, he had one of those. He really wants to get a shore clingfish. Um, we're gonna go try and rock pool this week this weekend, but looking at the weather, I think we're gonna really struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be really difficult, so probably not gonna you know, do very well on that. But hopefully, they will get an opportunity to pick one up. It'd be really nice. Yeah, that. that'd be cool. But yeah, the Connemara was a, is a, such a cool fish. I mean, you've had one,
1: Richard. One from Bricks and Breakwater, yeah. just f- fluked one out from between the rocks. Yeah, um, Will Birch had one um, before Christmas actually, or yeah, at the end of the last year. Yeah, from Bricks again. It was, and it was again. in
0: the winter league, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So
1: yeah, they're they turn up a little more often, but that is literally the only clingfish I've ever caught. So, would yeah. love to get one of those this year. Just sort of have a little bit of a.
0: a yeah, it'd be really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get.
0: Yeah, more clingfish, the better, really. I like them. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. Joe, you ever
2: had one? I've not. No, no. No. One of those. Yeah, one of them would. Uh, well, any of the clingfish species mm. would be really cool.
0: Do you get oh, any around? If you turn the rocks over at Dawlish, do you get any?
2: No, I've never seen one. Interesting, top, no. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but we. But some places do, you're
0: going, they're absolutely teeming with them. Yeah,
2: we get a lot of butterfish though. Yeah. So I'm hoping this year. Um, I was looking back through some, my photos from last year or two, where I was just rock pooling, just flipping over rocks when I was down with the dogs. Yeah. And I think it was around this time last year, I was finding tons of them down okay. at Dawlish Beach. So, um, I'm hoping to get out soon and try and. Yeah, well worth taking get one
0: photos. of those off. Yeah. Because cool yeah. there's been a few caught in the winter league, isn't
1: there? It has yeah,
0: yeah, which has been good to see. Yeah, yeah, they're a tricky fish. I think they were particularly tricky fish to handle by the looks of it. They yeah, are, just to even they're slimy and spiky, I think. Very small mouth, as well. They? Very small mouth, upturned mouth, yeah. They're really, um, really interesting. I think that's one again that'll be on my list. I'd love to catch that. Have you it's, got any other
1: targets this year? Um,
0: I, like I said last year, for me, it's the, it's the greater weaver ah, um, or cool. turbot as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I had a little turbot last year, but it's not. I want to. That a slightly bigger one, yeah. So, I've got the um, the reason why I wanted the, the 24 rated um, do really was for that reason it's because it's eight foot six, it's really good for whacking out a metal or a, a Carolina rig, right? Um, you yeah, know, for getting some distance, yeah. And I think yeah. from the sort of Cornish marks that you need to fish for these fish, um, out onto sand, you need to be able to cover the ground, yeah, you know, you need to just get out, right out there and, and bump it along the bottom, and um. So I'm going to try, as long as the conditions allow, to get out and um, do that a few times, but try to just kill myself to no, the marks. No, certainly some treacherous have, marks, isn't there? a it?
1: special
2: place, haven't you? I have, yeah. I really want to fish that again. I thought it was a really cool yeah, cool place. Interesting even, mark. Yeah, even yeah. though we didn't get the target, we ended up with Corbins didn't yeah, we? Yeah, Corbin Sandy, Sandia. So, again, yeah. I feel like... If we try it again, you never know what's going to come out. No, just know. let's
1: p- pick a nice dry day, shall we? Definitely. It has to be dry <laughs> for at least twenty-four hours.
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. We'll we'll do that for sure. That's so that's my my target. But again, I'd love to catch a bit more Breen I love Breen Yeah, they're great. Yeah, whether that's coaches black guilt heads, yeah, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, we all set our little targets at the beginning of the year, and we want to do that. And um, I think we'll I have realised I probably haven't talked enough about the winter league, really, because this will be. We may not get an opportunity now to talk about it before it ends. No, that's true. Um, so, I mean, with the Winter League, I mean, firstly, I mean, I've had a few messages recently from various people sort of saying how much of a success it's been. Yeah. And it's just been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, you know. so we've had some really positive, real positive feed- feedback, haven't we? Yeah. Um, everyone's oh, it's, it's been great to see that, you know, obviously there's guys out there to win it, but also, like the little mini battles between friends and or their own personal targets, it just gives everyone a little sort of purpose to get out there, doesn't it? It does, and it's yeah. uh, anyway, it's been brilliant to see.
2: Again, those meetups have been yeah, like the. I wouldn't say unexpected because that's what LRF is about, isn't it? Especially yeah. the big laugh is all meeting up, but the meetups have been huge this year. They've been. Almost weekly with people. Yeah, there's a big huge social and, side to yeah. it.
1: The Plymouth scene is rocking at the moment, and that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, there's so many times I literally just, obviously, I live in Plymouth, just walking down and having going for a drink with you know with my wife, and I'm literally seeing leathers everywhere. Yeah, that's and a, it's just so good to see. Yeah, that's great. We haven't seen that in years. There were there were times. I think it's easy for us to forget that there were times where it's literally I was you know I felt like a maybe me and Morris. Like the only people doing it in Plymouth, yeah.
1: You know? Maybe age as well, but like there wasn't many. It's been similar at Brixham. Like, I didn't see a, another loafer for years, and now yeah. it's quite unusual to go there without seeing one now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really turned it round It has, yeah. And
0: I think the Winter League obviously has driven people on to just go and fish when they absolutely would not have. Yeah, yeah. And have done the um, the hotel trade some work well, that's good as well. Yeah, lots of people coming down and staying,
1: you know, yeah, I mean, definitely.
2: The amount of people that have travelled up to Hartlepool, yeah, like, and. Harderpool's just been put on the map.
1: It's yeah. really, yeah. crazy. It it's, is
2: an LRF destination now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, a Bit of a mecca, I'd say. Yeah
2: it's, very, yeah. it's had a real good, yeah, good op- load of us up there.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Well, yeah, for us, we thought, we thought we were crazy going up there. And then everybody's. I mean, Will Pender, worth talking <laughs> about him.
1: Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because we haven't. I mean, obviously, we've talked about a lot of Pender on this, on this podcast. And hopefully, we're going to. In the next podcast, will be me interviewing him. That's my aim.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and. Obviously he's just a legend, but like he's just gone mad on this one. And he just like he yeah. said he started off doing his typical
1: thing, saying he doesn't care.
0: And then he's on forty eight species as we speak.
1: And so and he's just started cracking on this, into the, fresh. the freshwater. Yeah, and he's nearly in double figures on that. Nine isn't he? nine on freshwater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So obviously enough. that's just
0: yeah. Obviously well over fifty species altogether. Yeah. Um and that's just this year I think. It's not even like probably he didn't even do much in December
1: no he was quite late to really get stuck into it wasn't he, was, he? Yeah. yeah
0: and he went all the way up to scotland and then <laughs> and then drove down to Hartley pool and then fished some other places on the way back as well yeah um so yeah he's just really gone in and um he's just tr- i think what he's trying to do and i'll try and get him to admit to this but um just trying to set a standard that no one else can ever reach set the bar <laughs> yeah. impossibly
1: high yeah <laughs>
0: This is that sort of winter league record. They even, they might drop ago. and walk away. Exactly.
2: Set <laughs> the dominance. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair play to you. Will. We um, we love and respect you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You're just a, a different level. I Hats think. off. Yeah. So, but fair play to everybody else. I mean, you, there's so many people in the 30s. Um, obviously, as I've already mentioned, uh, Daniel Um uh, We've got obviously Dan Cooper who's done incredibly well. Yeah. Um, got my brother. He's on 33 or something like that as we speak. I think lee russell
1: clark has done really really well yeah i think we've got eight on it on 30 or more now yeah so that's good going yeah, and there. and
0: there's loads of us as, as well you know i'm not looking at the list at the moment sorry guys if i miss you but like you are um yeah all of you have done so so well and like caught some crazy species you know and i think even people like um simon is it Wengrat? yeah it? yeah Simon, so sorry if i've got your name wrong there but like your know, first time entry you know Doing, are really committed. Catching really cool fish. Caught a fifteen spine stickleback. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a cool one. <laughs> That's also the first fifteen spine stickleback I've heard of being caught at Plymouth Harbour.
1: Is it for as long as I can remember? It was quite interesting that one though because I think quite a few people had seen it. Like yes. so, it was quite a well known stickleback. Yeah, yeah. The, uh,
0: uh, people were talking about it a lot. Yeah. But they but, are. I think they come into about the season when they start to like build their nests. I think and they defend them. I think they yeah, it, like, I was talking to yet.
1: someone the other day that I think it was April. I went to Weymouth and there yeah. was a ridiculously. Aggressive uh, stickleback, um, desperate to take my lure, but for some reason, the smallest hook I had was like an eight or a ten or something. Oh, okay, yeah. I could not hook it, and um, nice. that was the only time I've ever seen one. So,
0: yeah, oh, I've seen quite a few. We um, might venture back there next month, actually. Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Um,
0: might have to join you, but um, yeah, I think. Well, me and Ollie saw one the other day, literally hanging in a bit of weed, and it was like pretending to be a bit of weed. And I was like, what? every time I've ever seen one, and this is exactly the same as this time you go to set up for it and it disappears Yeah, <laughs> yeah. gone <on. laughs> yeah we saw another one in Plymouth um, yeah in certain harbour as well yeah and again it was just gone it's just they they're so tricky and yeah like, you either get get lucky and you find them in the right spot you know or, or maybe even know how to have you
1: caught one nope no, we need to make that a mission don't we we do
0: yeah it's only free spines I've had I've had plenty of free spines but yeah, um, yeah. I mean the free spines took come back so you can get them in fresh and salt water they're the only fish that we've um, other than oh no and european eels they're the only two fish that we've sort of allowed to be caught in fresh and salt water and, and count as different species ah uh, yes yeah you yeah because um just because that's pretty cool if you get them really yeah definitely you know, well
1: worth celebrating that um, the three spines are featured quite heavily in the winter league actually haven't they this year they have
2: yeah, yeah, yeah they would be the the fish of winter I yeah <laughs> say. yeah yeah. The yeah, they are quite, gone for.
0: yeah i mean obviously like we talked about in Paul they I mean, they have just numbers are just ridiculous. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. That is—that's bizarre how many there are in that in that marina. But they are everywhere. They're you're probably one of the most common fish across the whole United Kingdom, really. Yeah. they it just—it's actually really quite hard to spot, and we—it's worth talking about actually. I don't know if we. Yeah, we haven't had a um, podcast since, but Joe finally got one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we actually were, were up in, and that was in freshwater, wasn't it? Yeah. In a little stream, and they were actually really hard to spot yeah it's really that was in water it was, it was only space. a few inches deep
2: yeah yeah really like again ben it was and more his their brother shadows always. wasn't it yeah 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 you were pointing them out and I was like nope no, <laughs> I cannot see it just have to use use you as guide to kind of put me in it and then yeah. you'd finally get enough movement out of one to kind of clock where they are but mm.
0: yeah they're one of these fish that you kind of they on their own they're quite tricky to attempt but once you get like a group of them. They start competing and then they're quite easy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they ride well, each other up,
2: don't they? <laughs> I <laughs> still convince, never, yeah, convince. well,
1: I actually, I didn't really, I couldn't see the fish I was fishing for. It was Kev no. Benton uh, showed well, me. Well, yeah, but we've,
0: we've talked about it many times. Microfishing isn't your um, no. forte. No, you no, know, definitely not. You're, you're good at many, many things, but microfishing is probably that's not, not it. Not one of them. But that's <laughs> that's fair enough. But it's, um, I think the microfishing actually is, um, I was speaking to Simon Osborne and Craig, and um sorry for just rambling here at the moment but it's been Simon Osborne and Craig and he's they were talking about the um the amount of species that are being caught now just because the the IDing has got so much better yeah and like people who people just know and also because we're using the tanks and various things like that like people know what they're going for and people are really keeping an eye out for like a tiny little tiny fish little, yeah because they know that it, potentially that's another species yeah that's a big addition i think to Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you think of what I mean. It's worth talking about Will Pender. He, um, well, he had a great little session down in, in Falmouth, didn't he? We had a, this really good picture of his box of the box, which was absolutely full of species like there's like, like Dover sole. Yeah. Um, it was like a, a great great um, pipefish, top knot. It's like a Lefers wish list in a box, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. It was, you managed to just, catch all of them just by sight fishing. Yeah, um, and going really, really small, and it just shows what can be done yeah if we taking off species that's probably the yeah, best way to do it really yeah definitely so um yeah so obviously by the next time probably we do a podcast together we'll probably be saying about the results of the winter league so yeah. um yeah so thank you guys anyway best of luck for the last sort of running yeah and good, um, good luck yeah. in this terrible weather keep pushing <laughs> yeah. final push final push you're in the we're in the last sort of legs of it now um and yeah just we're really really proud of you all you know, hopefully it doesn't come across patronising, because we don't mean it. It's really, really good. Yeah, no, it's and, been um, fantastic. Yeah, and we're just so happy for you all at the moment. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, we'll catch you up with you soon. Cheers. Bye, right, cheers. The Big Love Podcast, talking LRF and more.